by no one's demand but our own and from our home office here in beautiful, sunny, quarantined Elizabeth Park, Nashville, Tennessee. It is the 615 Sessions, powered by Tennessee Tickets, brought to you as always by A to Z Sports and A to Z Sports Nashville.com. Buck Rising, very happy to be back here with you to send you into the weekend with a couple of good interviews that we have prepared. Titans tackle, first round draft pick, Isaiah Wilson, the big man out of Georgia, gave us some of his time, his debut here on the 615. Then we had Isaiah's former offensive line coach at Georgia, now the head coach of the Arkansas Razorbacks, Sam Pittman, kind enough to stop by the program later on. And we gained some unique insights from Isaiah's former position coach about how much more room there is for him to grow as an NFL prospect and just what areas he needs to refine moving forward into the professional game. We will discuss all of these things today, but let me quit yapping and let's get to the interviews. First up, Isaiah Wilson. Back here, 615 Sessions Podcast, A to Z Sports, A to Z Sports Nashville.com. Very happy to welcome Titans tackle Isaiah Wilson, first round draft pick this year. You can follow him on Twitter at underscore Laze underscore IG. He's at seven, the number nine spelled out, two E's, seven nine at uh on instagram how are you enjoying the interview cycle are you tired of talking to people like me yet what is your uh how how have you handled all of this isaiah thanks for hopping on i'm, I'm not tired of talking uh yet I'm, I'm enjoying the interview cycle a ton um it's just a lot of fun it's a dream come true honestly uh, i'm just ready to work though i i want to get to playing football after all this stuff is uh kind of over with but but i've just been enjoying it it's been a a fun, a fun week. Yeah, I, I have to, I have to thank you on the front end because this whole week, this past week for us media vultures, this has been the most normal that we've felt uh, in quite a while. This was some kind of covering football again. I know that you're anxious to get back out there, uh, but honestly, this is uh, this is the most normal that I have felt. I think I can speak for my colleagues as well in uh, in quite a while. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um... It does feel nice to, to be talking about football again, though. So I, I do concur with that with that statement for sure. No doubt. Well, I know you've been peppered with football questions, but we do things a little differently around here. So I'm going to try to avoid too many football questions. See if you're uh, not down to have some fun with us. What? Uh, w- but before we do that, what outside of getting drafted has been the most exciting part for you of all of this? Um, just just getting to go somewhere new. I've, I've never been in uh, Tennessee for an extensive amount of time, and I, I just can't wait to get there and enjoy the culture there and enjoy the fun and enjoy the new city. And they're very excited to get you here whenever that, uh, whenever that comes about. So you, this virtual onboarding process, there's really no precedent for it. There's nobody that you can really go to that's had prior experience with it to help your adjustment process. Can you kind of walk us through what your last week has looked like? Um, it, it's just been, I've been catching up on a lot of family time is, uh, is what I've been dealing with, with this whole new, uh, new thing going on. I, I've just been spending a lot of time with my parents, um, 
my my brothers, my fiance, my extended, my kind of direct family, and just taking it a day at a time. Um, it's really new, and I, I try not to think too far ahead because no one's really been here. And I try to just enjoy every moment I can. So you have not been yet exposed to your offensive line room via Zoom yet? No, I, I don't think that it's uh, it's legal for me to be with the vets yet. So okay. I, I haven't seen those guys. I'm fascinated to see what that looks like for you after the fact because there's a bunch of – I'm sure by now you've been asked about Taylor Lewan and big personalities and all of this stuff, but there's a ton of Big Ten guys – in there, I went to Indiana, so I'm a Big Ten guy. And in fact, I still owe Lawan about 150 bucks on an Indiana-Michigan bet that I made. Poor choice <laughs> out of me. Uh, but you, so you and Ben Jones, I think, are the only SEC players. Do uh, do SEC offensive linemen look down upon Big Ten linemen? That's kind of the only thing that the conference really has going for it. Is there going to be any feud as soon as you get in there? I, I don't think we look down on uh, Big Ten linemen, but I'm, I'm my words, not yours. To give Big Ten some hell about Michigan, so I'm definitely gonna have to have to buzz your shots on that one. But other than that, I, I I don't think we look down on them at all. And I'm excited to learn about a, a bunch of new football from the veterans and those older guys there that know that know the system, understand football a ton, and know what they're doing. Um, <laughs> I can't wait to learn. Man, it's uh, it's got to be an incredible time in your life, and and the the delays of all of this have got to uh, have got to be maybe not maybe not frustrating. I know you're still enjoying the process, but I'm sure you're you're ready to get to it. Speaking of learning, I'm having so this this will air tomorrow on Thursday. In the meantime, I'm going to have your offensive line coach from Georgia, now the head coach of Arkansas, Sam Pittman. He's going to tape with me tomorrow what one story do i have to ask sam Pittman to tell uh one story to ask sam Pittman about oh man okay that's tough uh right because offensive line coaches they're yeah, all they're all insane people about, they all have great stories yeah you gotta ask them about 2016 summer camp and i worked out with him and coach uh coach dj looney he he should have some funny stories about that one. Okay. Do you do you have any insight that you can that you can lend to the audience on that before we get to Coach Pittman later on? Well, uh, I'll give you the uh, this the teaser that someone got hit really, really, really hard in the chest, <laughs> and I just I'm sure he'll tell a story and it'll make sense. But someone got their chest hit really hard that day. <laughs> Well, I uh, listen. I'm we're we're here for the tea on this show, so I'm all about it. I look forward to having that conversation with Coach Pittman uh, tomorrow. What are you? So you're not yet here in Nashville, correct? Correct. What kind of timeline are they giving you for all of this, or is there, or is there really any timeline that's been established given given all the uncertainty? Yeah, I think to the fault of no one, there's no uh, truly solid timelines yet. And, and it's to nobody's fault or nobody's lack of uh, lack of yeah planning or or form. It's just no one's ever uh, we've never dealt with anything like this. It's a, there's a, a clear pandemic and things are going on outside of our 
and they control and we we can't really plan things because we we're very unsure of how things are are going to go so i i don't have any timelines and it's it's nobody's fault well it's 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 somebody's fault it's the rona's fault we can all blame all of this on the rona yeah. like i think <laughs> we, by consensus if we if we have to shoulder I, I know you're a rookie you're coming in you don't want to say anything to anybody but this is certainly the fault of the rona we can blame the rona it's okay <laughs> I, uh, the more that I think about it, Isaiah, I guess what has your experience been through a global pandemic? Was there, how have, how have you and your family handled it? How has it been outside of the obvious, the impact on, on your pre-draft, uh, your pre-draft activities, what it did to pro days, workouts being affected like just day-to-day life how have you kind of handled it and how have you handled it with your family alongside you um i've just been doing a ton of social distancing (laughs) everybody stay the hell away from me (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah that's about right uh just kick it with family and and work out on my own by myself and my my own little little space kind of and i that's just how I've been. I've been taking it. So, are there are there any like are there <laughs> any? Can't really go outside. No, I know it's it's the worst. Honestly, I have a backyard. I just bought my first house. Like I'm coming up on a year in my first house, and I have a I have a backyard. Thank God that I'm able to like just get outside and and do stuff. But I feel like I'm on prison yard time every time I go out into the backyard just to enjoy. Fresh air, it's terrible. But, uh, have you picked up on any kind of like eccentricities about your family that you didn't know before spending so much time indoors with them? Is there anything? Is it? Are, are you viewing family time any differently now, six weeks almost into quarantine, than you were prior? I mean, I, I haven't really learned anything entirely new about my family, but uh, I, they, they, I do want to throw them off a cliff sometimes. <laughs> So that may be some quarantine cabin fever setting in, but yeah, no, I know my my girlfriend has physically threatened my girlfriend has physically threatened my well being uh, after extended time uh, around each other and with no ability to escape one another. Uh, but it's you know it's it's good for everybody to spend so much quality time, just as it was good to spend some quality time with Isaiah Wilson, Titans tackle, first round pick in this year's 2020 draft. Isaiah, again, congratulations. I know the fan base is excited to have you. I know the team is excited to have you, and it was uh, it was good to get to know you a little bit here today on the 615 Sessions podcast. Thanks for doing it. Thank you for having me. The pleasure was all mine. Back here, 615 Sessions, A to Z Sports, A to Z Sports, Nashville.com. Coach Sam Pittman of the Arkansas Razorbacks, kind enough to give us some time on the program. You can follow Coach at Coach Sam Pittman on IG. The football program is at Razorback FB. Coach, I, uh, I hope you're safe. Hope the family is well in these uh, unprecedented times. I appreciate you taking some time this afternoon. Yeah, thank you. Everything's going great, and uh, we've done a. I think we've done a nice job here in the state of Arkansas with with uh, social distancing, and and uh, seem to be seem to be moving in the right direction. 
Yeah, uh, Mike Vrabel told us that he's not great at working from home yet, even like six weeks through. Have you kind of figured out a routine? Have you got things down? I know college coaches uh, have to have that to be able to uh, to survive. Well, I you know there's not many people in here, so I've I've been able to come in to work, and uh, they've allowed us to come in. So uh, it's kind of been business as usual without the kids for me. Uh, so I've been fortunate that way. No doubt, no doubt. I I know you love it, but I, uh, I I cannot say that I envy that kind of responsibility right now, being at the head of an SEC program and in the middle of what is is fairly unprecedented times. Yes, you know, I, I, fortunately, I have a lot of good assistants around me, and of course, Barry Odom was a uh, was a head coach at at Missouri and the SEC, and so I get I have a lot of good people. I can bounce off ideas and things. We we seem to be staying awful busy. I'll tell you that. No, no question about it. Uh, part of that, though, the rewards on the back end of it is seeing guys that you have previously coached in your time at Georgia going two of them in the top 30 picks in this year's NFL draft. Obviously, Andrew Thomas with the New York Giants, the fourth overall pick, the first offensive lineman off the board. And then 25 picks later, Isaiah Wilson comes to us here in Nashville with the Tennessee Titans. We've all seen the video of you and your wife watching the draft from home and and kind of experiencing that. Can you walk the audience through what that was like for you as their former coach? Well, it's incredible. You know, I I thought two years ago, you know, I had recruited and coached Frank Ragnow here at Arkansas, and then I had Isaiah win, and they went 20 and 23, and I I didn't think it could be topped, you know, and I don't know if it topped it the other day uh, when Zay and and Andrew went in the first round, and, of course, Solomon Kennedy went 111 uh, to the Dolphins, but – it was uh, uh, thrilling for us, um, and Jamie and I, that was legit joy that we had for the families and for the kids, and it was, it's uh, something that uh, now is documented on vid- video, so I'll have it for the rest of my life. It's, it's such a cool moment to be able to, to witness, not only for, for you guys and to have that for posterity, but for, for fans who have obviously experienced the success that those guys and you as the coach were able to uh, contribute to it, Georgia, and now you'll take uh, in your tenure as Arkansas head coach. The, 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 the thing, though, Coach, that I took away from watching that video of you and, and your wife, Jamie, is that you knew that Isaiah Wilson was going to cry. This is a giant of a human being. This is somebody who seems to be uh, the ultimate intimidator who told us on his uh, – as soon as he got drafted, did the conference call – with us Titans media and said, you know, I just like to beat people up. And here he is sobbing on national television. You knew that was going to happen. Well, I think, you know, it's like anything. You want something so bad, and then there's added pressure, you know. And and because of his physical size and how highly touted he was out of high school and all those things, and then, you know, he redshirted his first year and all those things to come – you know, uh, end up in the first round like this. And I, there was a lot of pressure. And I think that the tears were obviously of tears of joy, but I think there was just a lot of release of pressure that he, that he had put on top of himself. 
I can't even begin to imagine the kind of pressure. And this is this is somebody who went comfortably in the first round. Maybe he didn't know that he'd be a a day one draft pick. I'm sure he they they all assume that they are the most talented and that they are the best tackle or or best at all of their positions. But the the pressure of a of a draft process like this one, when after the combine things just kind of go dark outside of FaceTime calls and and Zoom calls with uh, teams that may prospect uh, may look to you or look at you as a draft prospect uh, it has to be an immense amount of pressure under normal circumstances i can't imagine what he was feeling uh in real time well i agree and then you have all these people that go to the combine and they write what happened at the combine and somebody else was faster and somebody else was uh quicker and all this kind of stuff well zay six six three fifty so i mean uh for him to carry uh, athletically, that frame of his, uh, he he probably not going to run, you know, four four eight at three hundred and fifty pounds, you know. So, uh, I think uh, putting it all in uh, in a fishbowl, uh, his, his what he did at the combine, in my opinion, uh, was outstanding, and the game's still about turn on the film and. Uh, how does he look on Saturday against the SEC competition, the best competition in the world? How, how does he look? And if he's doing well against other guys going in the first round, then I'd sure take him in the first round. I believe he's a first-round talent, and I'm glad he got drafted there at Tennessee. Obviously, all players, Coach, focus on constant improvement and refining their technique. How much more, and maybe, you know, I know coaches are loath to do comparisons or anything like that just because of – expectations that it may put on a player, but just how much more potential for growth does Isaiah have at the professional level? I think quite a bit, to be honest with you. you know, he has to improve his hand placement. Uh, he'll improve his knowledge in in the game because, uh, to be honest with you, he came from Poly Prep, which is a small private school there in Brooklyn. Uh, they did an outstanding job for him. He played a lot of positions. He played running back for them uh, at times. And then he comes from that environment to an SEC school uh, that is uh, uh, is a, honestly a powerhouse uh, football program, and he just he he can get you know he played two years so he's not going to be beat up, wore down, and to me uh, his the sky's the limit for what he can do. He's got to improve his hand placement. He knows that. Got to improve some technique, his body control a little bit. I'm talking about to be a great one, not a good one. He already is a really good player. But to be a great one, I think he if he improves on those things, and he's a worker now. Uh, his freshman, his redshirt freshman year, he played more snaps offensive line-wise than any other kid that I had. So, I mean, he's tough, he's durable, and he's a worker. So he'll, he'll, he'll improve. He, he has improvement to do, but athletically, uh, his skills will allow him to, to make that improvement. I certainly think that Derrick Henry looks forward to that, as does Mike Vrabel and John Robinson uh, with the kind of offense that they run here in Nashville. So we had we had Isaiah on yesterday, Coach, and I asked him to give us one story that you needed to tell in today's interview. So I, I'm, I'm going to give you – I hope I've got enough details to set the scene for you. But he said right. 2016 summer camp. He was working out with you and Coach DJ Looney, who is now at Louisiana Lafayette. 
Somebody yeah. got hit really hard in the chest. That's all the details he would give me. Can Coach Sam Pittman expand upon that story for us? Oh, I had I had fun with it. First of all, you got this mammoth guy that they're just the good Lord just hadn't allowed that many guys that look like that to be made. <laughs> and uh, so he comes in and and my DJ Looney was was my grad assistant at that point. So he has to be the bag holder because we're not going to put Isaiah through a rigorous workout because it's 100 degrees, you know. So he was uh, coming off the ball on DJ, and I was doing a lot of explosive things. And uh, actually, uh, after Isaiah got um, drafted, I texted DJ, and I said, well, are those vertebrae out of place? I guess it was worth it now because he went first round. But – he was knocking the heck out of DJ, and DJ's not a small man. And so just because of how I am, and I didn't need any more evaluation, I made DJ hold that bag about 10 more times. And so <laughs> just see. And we, had, me, me and another guy were standing around. We, you know, we were kind of laughing and because and I wanted DJ to feel that power a few more times. Of course, we were able to tape it, and it's on tape now, but – uh, Zay was killing him, to be honest with you. And, and, and the, even Coach Smart said, "Coach, you're gonna kill, you're gonna kill DJ if you don't quit doing reps." So, uh, and Zay, you know, he wasn't, you know, he's a competitor, so he wasn't gonna slight, you know, take any reps off. He was trying to show out, and he certainly did. I've seen enough film of Isaiah to to understand he's hit a lot of people really hard in his life, but he seems to relish this story in particular because of the kind of punishment he was doling out uh, to uh, to Coach Looney. Uh, Sam Pittman, head coach of the. Oh, I'm sorry, Coach. I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, I was just just getting uh, just trying to uh, to put a bow on things. But if you have any uh, parting parting thoughts on the way out the door, we'd be happy to have them. Uh, the, the only thing I'll say is we were playing Notre Dame, and you know this is more for your fans. But when we were playing Notre Dame. Zay had a high ankle sprain. He wasn't supposed to be back. We were playing Notre Dame, then had an off week, and he was supposed to be back for the next game. He hadn't practiced, and we were having we were struggling with the speed on the edge from Notre Dame. Comes into me at halftime. He said, "Coach, I can play. I want to play." And and again, he was probably about a week and a half from where we thought he would be ready. He hadn't practiced and went in there and, in my opinion, saved, saved the uh, contest, saved, out, 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 uh, saved us to win the game. And, and he just loves to play. Um, I talked to Ben Jones about him. And, of course, Ben's a Georgia guy. And uh, I think you guys will like what you have there. And I think he'll be a really good spokesperson uh, uh, for the football team. Uh, having only talked to him once after he got drafted and then yesterday on the show, I, th- I think he's going to fit in with a bunch of uh, larger-than-life, no pun intended, characters in that Titans offensive line room. Ben Jones certainly among them, one of the, one of the funniest guys on the Tennessee Titans. Sam Pittman, head coach of the Arkansas Razorbacks, kind enough to join us on the 615 Sessions. Again, you can follow Coach on Twitter, at Coach Sam Pittman. Follow Arkansas football at RazorbackFB on Instagram. Coach, greatly appreciate the time, continued uh, health and success for uh, for the Razorbacks whenever it is that we see college football come back. 
Okay, my friend. Thank you for your time. Of course. Have a great day. You as well. All right, that's going to do it for us today. Shouts to Isaiah Wilson, Titans first round tackle, his debut on the pod. We appreciate him stopping by, as well as Arkansas Razorbacks coach Sam Pittman. I really enjoyed that interview. First SEC head coach make their debut on the pod. Uh, you know, it's a it's a season of first. It's quarantine. People got nothing better to do but pod. So we bothered Sam Pittman, and we appreciate his time. Meanwhile, there are many other podcasts available for you to consume in the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. Our friends at the Tighten Up Pod, Austin Huff and Jack Gentry, they had Mickey Ryan on, who I do my weekly 3HL appearances with on 104.5 The Zone, Uncle Mickey on the Tighten Up Pod. I know Charlie Burris and Zach Reagan are discussing on the latest Big Orange podcast about Jeremy Pruitt's success on the recruiting trail in the midst of a global pandemic, a top five national, uh, a top five class nationally on the recruiting trail for the class of 2021 with a couple of prospects that he was able to acquire. Still a long way from National Signing Day, a long way from when these guys actually put pen to paper, but still great progress and a bad day. Great progress for the Vols, a bad day for the pro Shiano Pruitt can't coach crowd. Tough scene out there for your boys. All of those things available to you if you type into your podcast search bar A to Z Sports you will get the full podcast feed there. That and many other programs available to you. You leave them five stars in the ratings, you do the same for us here on the show. You ask a question with a five-star review, we'll make sure to answer it on the podcast. Keep an eye out for, of course, the A to Z Sports primetime show weeknights and, well, I guess not weeknights, Sunday to Thursday night (laughs) on the A to Z Sports streaming network. Follow us on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. You know how to do this damn deal. I don't know. I don't need to tell you every time, but sometimes you just need a reminder because we've got a lot of great things going on. Again, in the midst of a global pandemic, not bad. I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to get my weekend started right after I do the primetime show tonight. In the meantime, you guys need to stay safe, stay clean, and stay hot. Nashville, this has been the 615 Session Podcast powered by Tennessee Tickets. Brought to you as always by A to Z Sports and A to Z Sports Nashville dot com.